Hey everyone, Tony and John bringing you King's Talk presented by Cap City Crown. We have uh, two special guests with us today, uh, Nadim and Sean. If those names, you know, don't stand out to you, Nadim um, and Sean were in the 40 win video that went viral a couple days ago. Nadim was in the Donovan, sorry, not Donovan, Davion Mitchell jersey. And Sean was in the Blue Deer and Fox jersey. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. Thank you so much. Hey, we're for doing awesome. Us. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, this is a pleasure. Yeah, it's a pleasure <laughs> you guys joining us. It's awesome that we get you guys on. Um, definitely want to hear about that incident. You know, kind of like the events leading up to that. You know, famous video that's being shown everywhere. You know, hey, Sean, I would love for you to start it out, my man, and then oh, I'll just tag right after. Easy, easy. So you know, summer league. Honestly, it was not intended to celebrate a summer league win like i totally just i get the joke it's that's kind of the purpose of it but not gonna lie may have had a couple of that warriors punch there so when we were when we were walking out um my friend john so i actually know the guy um in the homemade keegan murray jersey known for a while and i knew he 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 brings the energy if it weren't for him this wouldn't happen um he brought the energy and I just kind of went along with it, maybe had a little couple where I was like, you know what, let's just totally troll the Warriors fans and every, every fan there and act like we won the championship. And honestly, any Kings fan I saw there, I was just trying to trying to just get hyped up. Nadim was there, so you saw in the video, I go right up to him and we start jumping around and that's how it kind of happened right there. It was all unintentionally um, happened there, but it was it was really just a fun time at the end of the day. Yeah, so I pretty much walked out the stadium, and I'm not going to lie, I was pretty hyped seeing the way Keegan Murray played, and just overall, hey, we got the dub, we got the dub, I was pretty juiced about a, even a summer game dub, I'm not going to lie to you, but um, I saw it, you know, obviously I didn't know their names at the time, but I saw John and Sean, uh, they're just walking along, and you know, anytime I see any Kings fans, it's very rare for me to see any Kings fans at all, uh, I'm from a city where everyone's primarily... Uh, Warriors and Lakers fans so you know it's especially being at the Chase Center anytime just like Sean said if I see someone in a Kings jersey man I was dapping him up man I was dapping him up I was shouting out like let's go sack like you know just pumping any everyone up but um, I started hearing everyone like they're talking shit to Sean and John saying pretty much like summer league champs and this and that so i like i hear him shouting like sacramento so i instantly started joining i'm like like you know from a distance like sacramento i just joined them up uh try to hype them up you know i didn't want you know they were surrounded by a lot of warriors fans so i just tagged along on it um it was just like a super like it was all just unintentional but it was just (laughs) It was a good moment. I'm not going to lie. Like, I was pretty hyped. I'm not going to lie. Like, Sean and John had me really pumped up. And my girlfriend was over there, too. And she's a Lakers fan. So she was kind of embarrassed. (laughs) (laughs) She was embarrassed. But uh, overall, man, it was awesome. It was awesome. Like, even after they left, I was still so juiced. Yeah, like, and and the fact that I was able to call a lot of Warriors fans, like, bandwagons, you know, I was was pretty juiced. Like, I had to throw one of those blows in there, you know. (laughs) But that's pretty much how it went. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, honestly, the reason why you said 40 wins or like it just kind of came out because like it, it and people that I, I just love that the comments and everyone online is like 40 wins. You guys realize it's a losing record or 
what does 40 wins get you? And it's like, we have not won 40 games since 2006 with Rick Adelman as our coach. Like I was, I remember the last time we won um, 40 games and like, that would be a huge deal to, to Kings fans to see any positive, like progress like that. So I don't know, just, it, it's like that. It's just a running joke where like as Kings, as Kings fans, like any little amount of success is like a big deal to us. Cause we, it's a big we, deal. Had the That's longest playoff drought in NBA history, so you know, hey, at least we broke a record in NBA history somehow. So maybe not the positive <laughs> one right. we want, but yeah, we'll, we'll we'll be in the record book somehow. But it's <laughs> like, even with like that forty win goal, like the Spurs had thirty four wins this last season yeah. and made the play in. Pelicans with thirty six wins, they're in the plans. Like you know, like you're saying, that's that's playing contenders right there playoff like yeah that's that's man we'll take it we'll take it yeah and i'll just say this do i think that a summer league game is an indication of the king's success or however the season playoffs um plays out absolutely not but it's like it's just a fun like honestly at the end of the day you just gotta like just it's kind of fun just have a good time and just take and just just take a little little win and make it a big deal and just see people's reactions. Like it's just it's just fun having a good time. That's all it was. It's really it's, yeah, I agree. it's hilarious though. <laughs> and right. you know, I'm not gonna lie, like um there's a lot of Keegan Murray haters out there and for him to show up like that, mm-hmm. even on his like NBA debut, like that felt good. That felt good. Yeah. That felt really good. I don't know about you guys, but <laughs> of course no, I mean it, it felt really good. Um I mean, we're, I, I'll have to ask you now, who did you want the Kings to pick in the draft? Was, um, it, was it Murray or was it Ivy? Or So uh, I'm going to start back. Like For my March bat- Madness bracket, I chose Iowa to make it uh, to the championship game just because of Keegan Murray. And um, obviously they got knocked out first round. I was pretty bummed about that, but... Um, yeah, no, I've been I've been like following Keegan Murray for quite some time, so I wanted them to pick him. Um, I personally thought, like before the lottery, I thought we we're gonna be at that six to seven range in the pick, yeah. and I was like, if we get if we get Keegan right there, it's a steal for us. Um, I wanted him. I just think we could have got maybe like some asset from Pis- from the Pistons because um, they really wanted Jaden Ivey, and we could have probably got the fifth pick. And still had, you know, still had Keegan Murray, but I was hoping Monty McNair would have got like a second round pick or something like, you know, something, something small just to like swap, swap picks with him. But still love it. Still love it. Yeah, I think it's so hard. I mean, like, obviously the Kings have been notorious for just missing on picks. I mean, it's, it's pretty out there how many times we've messed up on the draft. So, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, I just thought Murray was, I have to say this kind of loosely because when you say best fit everyone can link back to the Bagley over uh Luca pick because mm-hmm. in essence he was a better fit because Luca was ball dominant the Aaron's ball dominant mm-hmm. but at the same time I'm like do we want another guard where now we have Fox uh Mitchell and Ivy like I don't know I mean maybe that'd be the best move but I like Keegan Mer- I think he translated in today's game really well just a three and D guy I don't you know it, it's really hard to say like where his I mean, right now, where his potential may lie, but, I mean, he's had a good start. Um, I think he's going to be a – he can shoot. If you can shoot in today's NBA, he can get you far. And that's that's really kind of the big thing, isn't it, shooting? Especially yeah. in terms of, like, you know, it was misconstrued why you guys were excited you know, after that game. 
uh, obviously misconstrued because it's not the summer league games, as you say, but you know, they're neglecting the fact that the Kings have made some big moves and Mm -hmm. from drafting Murray to getting Malik Monk to getting Herter, I mean, they got shooters are all around, uh, Fox and Sabonis now, which is, it's huge. It's massive. Massive. And we don't even know what that's going to, how great that can be. We haven't even, we can't even fathom it. I mean, we can, (laughs) but I mean, it's, it's, it's incredible, but I mean, there's, you could kind of go on and on. I mean, this, there's Tony and I talk about it all the time. This feels this, there's something that legitimately feels a little different. And I know that that's Mm -hmm. been said so many times and so many hearts have been broken. But it's like, I swear that it's a little different this time. It's a little different, man. Yeah. yeah, I think, you know, through that video, I'm not going to lie. I feel like that pretty much explained the feeling. It really did. Well, I think Sabonis is such a, I mean, and, and don't get me wrong. I really hated trading Halliburton. I mean, I really like Tyrese because, I mean, I just like, I love players that are high IQ. We needed it. I think he, I thought Tyrese Halliburton was going to be a like a huge culture changer we can just you know build around him and develop him so i was bummed to see him go but i think we disregard like you know when's the last time the kings have ever traded for a two-time all-star exactly like it's good like we can't like it sucks to like halliburton really like embrace sacramento look like he really wanted to change it and immediately he says that we trade him so that was really Mm -hmm. really upsetting but i mean sabonis he's our best big by far that we've had since really demarcus cousins demarcus cousins yeah we all kind of know cousins it was just not a good fit to you know build around him so it's nice to see a guy like i think sabonis is really going to be a game changer and i was watching i went to a lot of games watched a lot of games last year we just didn't have any wings that could shoot so herder and and malik monk i don't you know they're not elite shooters but they can they're they can hit the three and they can stretch the floor i think they're going to be a nice addition especially with keegan there too so it's like yeah it's going to be i don't you know i think this is one of the better, deeper teams the Kings have had in a very long time where, uh, you know, shoot, if, if we just improve a little bit from last, last year and just go in the right trajectory, I'll be, I'll be really excited. I was excited in 2019 when we went, was it 39 and 43? We were like yeah. Right there. We, I remember 38. I we played 38. the, we played the Clippers in a TNT game and it was like a big game to maybe get you know try to get a hold of that eight scene we we lost but that was an exciting time i remember that season like that Absolutely. was a good year <laughs> that was a great year yeah yeah man and you know i think we got such a small sample size with deer and fox when sabonis and i just you know that just adds like another level of excitement that man i, I can't i can't wait to see what these two can do especially yeah. with air, all these extra additions like the floor is gonna be spaced out so much Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we're going to have like Malik Monk, Kevin Herter, and Keegan Murray. Even yeah. Trey Lyles, man. I love that guy. Oh, I, love guy. I don't know about you guys, but we're I'm a huge Trey fan. Lyles. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry not to love that guy. Yeah, we Seriously. love him. John Holmes. We still got Harrison. Obviously, we don't know if there's any moves there, but like Harrison Barnes is, is you know, a solid, a solid wing player. Like, we got depth. Get some depth behind him. That's all yeah. you need. And. You know who I'm excited for the most to see is Davion Mitchell, man. Oh, yeah. Like I've been watching his trust uh trust your work docuseries and this guy is this guy's working so hard. I can't yeah. wait to see what he brings for us next season. Absolutely. Yeah, after after the game, he was walking by there was like a burger place in the Chase by Chase Center and um yeah, we uh he said what up to him. He seemed pretty cool. 
Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's yeah, that's pretty cool. cool. That's yeah. awesome. But um, yeah, you know, I mean, it's that <laughs> if the Kings are going to be good next season, um, you know, and just on the whole people, you know, like SB Nation pointing you guys out is like, this is what Kings fans are like, you know, after they win two summer league games, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, Alvin Gentry said it last year. It's like one of the key things for creating sustainable winning for this uh, organization is establishing a home court advantage, giving people a reason to show up and be excited. They have the reputation, obviously, Sacramento, of being a great fan base. All they Mm -hmm. need is a reason to come out. And man, this is an illustration of that, is it not? I mean, it's beautiful in a way. The makeshift, (laughs) uh, you know, the do it from scratch Murray jersey. (laughs) <laughs> um, which I'm sure it, I, I think the thing I can applaud about that is you save a lot of money doing that. That's just great. You know, what's but, funny you is know. he has a, he has a, he has a scowl of BCR Jersey. Like, like, I, like, you know, scowl had a couple of games and I was like, dude, why'd you get a scowl Jersey? And he actually got it custom made. So it just says scowl. Um, it's like a baby awesome. blue scowl Jersey. So yeah, I don't know. He just decided he's like that. He's just goofy and like wants to just, just bring the energy and uh, you know, just, at the end of the day, like if you can just make someone make someone laugh in those videos, like that's all I really care about. I don't, I don't oh, like yeah. SB Nation or Bleacher Report, uh, all those like Kings gassing up summer league wins. Like, yeah, <laughs> sue us. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real, <laughs> exactly. No backing down from that. It's beautiful. We do, Sean. If I'm not mistaken, you said you were drinking some Warriors Punch. Yeah, they made some. I don't know what we. You know, Chase Center's. I, it's definitely nice on the outside. Inside, I felt. I don't know if you could agree with this, Nadim. I felt it was like compacted versus Golden One. Like, oh yeah, no, like I, I agree with narrow. you on that. I um, do agree with you on that. And actually, that was my first arena I've ever gone to outside of Arco. Um, I refuse to call it Sleep Train, but Arco or uh, <laughs> or um, Golden One. So um, yeah, I tried their Warriors Punch. I don't know. They mixed a couple of like something like whiskey was in there, so. Definitely had a had a fair share of that that made the game a little bit more more entertaining, a little bit more hype for sure. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> always helps, right? Yeah. You always got to be careful though. Drive, you, so. you got you got to be careful though of big uh, big bowls of punch in San Francisco. A lot of weird Ooh, things yeah. have happened to the years, but uh, yeah. no, um, you know, um, you know, you guys obviously like took off pretty quick. It, you know, I, I think one of the big accounts is, is one of you heard about it in Chipotle. And I just want to know, like what, how did you guys find out that this was blowing up? What did you guys start thinking? Uh, what was that whole feeling like? Okay. So I'll start. Um, yeah, I was in line at Chipotle, like literally about to order. And I just like, you know, I'm just waiting like next person in line. And I just looked at a group text and they're like, dude, Nadim, you're on bleacher report. And my phone just like blowing up and I'm just like, and then the person's asking me to order like, like, hello, <laughs> I'm just like, I couldn't even order. Like, I was like, oh my God, like I'm trying to click on the video, trying to listen to it. I'm just like, what, like, you know, did they hear me say like, you know, exactly what I said? Oh man, it was, it was such a shock to me, to be honest. Um, but I, I honestly like the person kept looking at me like, hello, 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 like, you know, like, what do you want? I'm just like, oh, I, I felt so bad, but I'm like, I, they just didn't know what was like going on through my head. But it was definitely a huge shock. Definitely a huge shock. Yeah, it was kind of similar for me. Like, so I was, I got it through a group text. Um, I'm in a rec basketball league and 
a lot of people were gone that day because of the July 4th weekend. So we were running with mm-hmm. like five guys. Um, I probably, I, I'm good. Good thing they didn't keep stats. I think I shot maybe like two of 25. So, you know, like Russell Westbrook, but you know, um, <laughs> so I was like, damn, like halftime, we're down 40 or whatever. Like, oh, this sucks. And then I got, I was like, just on my phone real quick and I just got blown up and I'm like, and then actually it was funny. I was like, wait, are we viral? And then as soon as I, I had that, I, saw, I said that, I got a bleacher report with like me as one of the, the headlines. I was like, oh my gosh, this actually happened. <laughs> like, oh wow, we got a million views. Uh, this is getting big pretty quick. Um, because originally someone reached out because they took a, like a picture of us that we, that John and me were in a homemade Keegan and had a couple of likes and a couple of, you know, but I was, ah, it's not going to get big. And then Bleach Report got it. SB Nation got it. And I'm like, oh, wow, this blew up. <laughs> <laughs> so was the guy filming with, was, was he like saying anything to you guys or you guys just came out like that hyped? I mm-hmm. honestly think that we just came out that hype. Like, uh, like, we're going on for like quite a stretch um and i and you know from my like sean and john they're they're already like they're way hyping this up like way before i even got involved into it like they're doing their own thing and i just i just saw two kings fans and i just joined along but um when we got there i i don't think he said anything they're just recording like if if i'm right sean do you remember no, and, and you know what? I know like Warriors fans and Lakers fans may have said something like, "How many championships you got?" And it's just like, guys, <laughs> we are unfazed about that. Exactly. We're not talking about championships anytime soon. Let's just make the let's just get to you know something reasonable in the positive trajectory here. Absolutely. So like, it, we're, I'm, I'm unfazed. I don't care what anyone really said there. It's like a weird. It's such a weird it. thing with fans, you know, like because I feel like Kings fans, like I said, they're always commended as like from around the league like everybody's saying they're so great they're so great but as soon as they get a chance to make fun of them yeah they do it like they it's just it. kind of interesting i don't know i don't know if that's the nature of it of things or i don't know if you have well, any people forgot oh. people forget back in like 2000 the early 2000s that warriors games were kings games like exactly yeah. exactly you know norcal is very dependent right. on and just hasn't been like that for you know almost 20 years now but you know there are a lot of you know, lukewarm fans that will just go for whoever's, you know, the better team in NorCal, which has been the Warriors, clearly, for the past 10 years. Of course. Of course. But, yeah, yeah. the Warriors were flipping terrible. They were arguably almost as bad as just the Kings are kind of, you know, doing right now. You know, they they, they had some rough years there. And oh, if it yeah. wasn't for, like, that We Believe season, like, that would have been a much more considerable chunk of time. Oh, yeah. uh, just absolute, just bottom, bottom grade, just suckery. You know, mm-hmm. but <laughs> it's nice that you guys can go out there and have a good time and kind of spar with them in a fun, fun, jovial way. Um, yeah, I'm pretty used to it. Like, I don't know about you guys, but like, wait, Nadim, where do you live? Do you said uh, you I live, live in Monterey, California? Oh, Monterey, cool. California. Yeah, you guys yeah. are familiar with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I try to get up to sack as much as I can. I went to like 15 games last season. Try to get up oh, there wow. as much as I could. Dang. Um, pretty yeah, cool. dude, I'm pretty like pretty committed there. Um, yeah, it's a long drive. Um, but yeah, no, like at work all the time, like everyone knows, like I wear, like I wear Crocs to work and I wear like a King's emblem, like as one of my, you know, like gibbets. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Crocs, but, mm-hmm. uh, everyone I work with either Lakers fans or Warriors fans. And man, I, I get scolded for it all the time. So 
I think hey, this is just that's just faithful. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I'm pretty used to it. Pretty used to it. Sean, I think one of the things that was pointed out in this video the most was the fact that you said the Kings are going to get 40 wins, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is kind of funny. But <laughs> what what made you say that? What made you say 40? Well, because I think 40 is kind of like, and, and a lot of comments were like, 40 doesn't get you anything. But in actuality, it kind of like if you do look at just now that the play-in tournament's there, I think 40 is actually kind of a baseline that could, in essence, get you into the play-in tournament. But 40 is, 40 is kind of like my go-to because the Kings have not not gotten 40 since 2005-2006 season with Rick Adelman. So, I mean, ever since Adelman left and we, we broke up that core and went with Musselman, I mean, we, a list of coaches from, from then, it's just been – I remember, I remember when just not losing fifty games was like if we went thirty three and forty nine. It's like yeah, that's that's not too bad. So forty's just kind of like been a goal, I, I think, like of a measurement of a successful season. Um, the 2018-2019 season where the Kings uh, had a, I mean, there was actually a chance there. I mean, they were the ninth seed; they had a chance to maybe make the playoffs that year. Um, that was that was a that was a great season. We didn't make the playoffs, but you gave us. I mean, the there was hope in Sacramento, like. You know, we got something going here. Uh, that was, I think, Bagley's rookie season. Probably not. Maybe it's the second season that, that year. But um, I think it was his rookie season. And there was just a lot of hype going on there. And that, that's all we want is we just want to be excited for, for something moving forward because we've had so many years of, of disappointment, so many players that, like, I mean, I think the number one player, I think, where I thought we had – we found a gem that was going to lead us to – back to the glory days was Tyreek Evans. Like he's still to this day. Is like, I am like, Oh my God, I thought you were going to be, you know, the next, next, uh, all, all, you know, first team, all NBA or something like that. And, you know, kind of peaked his rookie year, which was a bummer. Yeah. That's, that's beautiful. I always kind of assumed when you said just 40 wins that it was just came off the top of your head, no. but I love that it's kind of a calculated, uh, oh, yeah. uh calculation, oh, yeah. you know, a calculated but it's calculation. also realistic. Like it's I can't, realistic. I can't say like anyone that's like, well, why don't you shoot for 50 and 60? And it's like, look, I, I have faith that the key, I'll have faith that the Kings can maybe, you know, get to that point point, but you like, you got to take baby steps here. Like NBA is so much different than like other sports, like the NFL where, you just don't see jumps go from like you don't see there's no bangles in the NBA where you just go from top ten pick lottery pick to the Super Bowl. It's mm -hmm. gradual steps. Look at the Warriors. They were, you know, 2012, 2013, they were, you know, number six seed. They upset Denver. You know, they make a win fifty the next year, then bam, that's I'm not saying the Kings are in a Warriors trajectory, that's the goal, but it just it's a gradual increase to to, to success and 40 would be the first step for Sacramento for sure. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. yeah. I, I love that. I think that just there's not only you guys it, 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 making it apparent that Kings fans are so loyal and everything like that, but it's like <laughs> in being so loyal through, you know, a, a decade and a half plus a year uh, of just, Ter you know terrible basketball quite frankly from top to bottom and you know you're just being realistic you're not getting in over your head for the you know it would be easy to get in over your head at this point for the reasons we laid out earlier you know there are things to be positive about going into next season based off of getting Sabonis and seeing what happened at the tail end of last season and the additions that they're making uh and just the seriousness that they have about you know turning things around but I mean you know 
I think I think that's cool. I think Kings fans could certainly teach uh, people a thing or two about what being a good fan is. And I feel like if uh, people had a more nuanced look at this video, and I, I know we're reading so much into just a little viral clip, but I mean, man, you could do a sociological case study on this. It's very interesting, <laughs> you know? I mean, I look at it as just, you know, enjoy life. Just have a good time. And if you can, can, I mean, this was not my intention to get viral, but like, if you can just, I don't know, uh, just make light of a situation, especially like, you know, rooting for a team that's had just, I can't remember a playoff game for as long, you know, for over 16 years. It's, we'll we'll go with that. Like, it's it's all about fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you mentioned, you said there's, there are Warriors fans and Lakers fans, like, bringing up championships and stuff like that to you. And it's like, like, I'm not even worried about that. Like I'm out here having a good time, you know, like if a summer league win's going to make me happy seeing our fourth overall pick, you know, tee off then like I'm happy about it. And it's awesome. I thought you guys were like the perfect embodiment of Kings fans, um, you know, in that video. And um, yeah, you're just like, just optimistic, you know, not letting anything phase you. Like you guys said, um, and yeah, you're gonna talk shit to other people, and you know it's not gonna, <laughs> it's not gonna let it. You know they're not gonna phase you when they, when they start Absolutely. talking about championships and stuff like that. We're just you know taking it step by step. Let's exactly. go, man. Exactly. Exactly. Do you think you guys deserve any credit if they do get 40 or more wins next season? Do you think you guys deserve like some time you know, on the air or something? I think Sean, Sean himself, a hey, he said it. <laughs> I think he deserves some credit, man. Like. They should put like they should have like him on a billboard somewhere saying 40 <laughs> wins, him holding up the four and the zero or something out there. But I, I'd, <laughs> lo- I'd, cool. I'd love to out of more of just the ability to just have optimism on a, of a, of a team that it's hard to find optimism for so long. But I can't really say that there's so many variables that go into a season. You don't I mean. God forbid, but like injuries happen. Of course, you know, there's so much that can happen that like, it's hard to say whether 40 wins can be attainable or not. All I can say is I do truly believe this is one of the better teams the Kings have put out as far as how the modern NBA works and shooting um, the the big play. But the questions I just don't know, it's fair to say, Um, it's not saying like, um, you know, I have a, I'm very optimistic about Keegan Murray, but like, you know, you know, how will he fare in his first season? Can Fox mm-hmm. take the next step? Um, you know, can Davion take the next step here? And it's it's tough to say because it's like I go back to Tyreek Evans. He had all the all the um, attributes to give you that hope that he's going to be an All Star the next season, and it just didn't pan out. And no one, I think, no one really saw that coming. So it's really hard to say. But mm-hmm. I, but yeah, forty wins happens. Absolutely, I want to at least just. <laughs> be be the embodiment of optimism on this fan base and that's that's something i wouldn't mind doing here i think i think that if it happens they need to put a banner in the rafters at the golden one center that just says, 40 <laughs> wins baby 2022 yeah. 20, 20, 23 yeah maybe yeah <laughs> throw, throw, embroider his face on there that'd be beautiful but <laughs> yeah i mean uh you were talking about keegan murray i mean you guys did you guys go to all three of the california classic games for the kings or um well two yeah the last one was just like they didn't allow people in but i did go to saturday and sunday right on and you know would you would you guys think of keegan murray just like from a like pretend you're a scout you know (laughs) what'd you see 
high efficient is, scorer. I mean, high efficient the, the efficiency is really impressive. Um, I think one of my favorite, if anything, is most impressive thing is I think there was uh, it was the last game against the Lakers. He comes off a, a screen. It was just a catch, shoot, one two step, fire mm-hmm. away. Like that's something that's very promising right there. Um, yeah. And you know he didn't have a great second game shooting wise here, but I think the other thing that was really impressive is I, he just seems like a, a high level character player too. That mm-hmm. I think character is sometimes overlooked uh, as far as how important it is to determine success. And he seems like a high character player that you know knows knows his role is not going to have he's going to be self aware. Um, mm-hmm. That's my takeaway in that game here. He wasn't forcing shots or taking bad shots. Um, Absolutely. You know, that's, that's a good but, first Yeah, no, that was one thing I did notice, like like Sean has mentioned. Um, he had an even cool, man. I know mm-hmm. he's mentioned himself, but, like, sometimes you'll see someone have, like, a turnover, and then they'll try to, like, force something. And um, what I noticed, man, it's just he didn't need to be, like, ball dominant, and he just played where he needed to be. Like Sean said, he just – he just didn't force anything. He didn't need to. Um, but also his, like, he didn't need to hold the ball long, like, long at all to just, he would just, like, grab it, instantly shoot. And, man, that's, I thought that was just pretty amazing. Yeah, his, it, his, his ability to was. shoot off Yeah, just of how movement. quick his release was. Just, mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Um, Man, and and he got a lot of rebounds, man. That's that's something great to see. Like that's what the Kings need. Someone that can also just rebound. Mm-hmm. He's and, always in there fighting. And he had some really good defensive plays as well. So, I like his quote at the end of the second game too, where he's like, "I don't care if I shoot over twenty. Like that, the confident because it, it is something. Like you start missing, your confidence is shook, and you just have to keep shooting. Like that's the only way. If you if you lack confidence." then mm-hmm. it's just really going to hinder your ability to develop. I kind of felt like like Nick Stauskas was a guy that really, if he started missing, he just, he he kind of stopped being aggressive. Yeah, yeah. He, he didn't have that that mindset where it's like, you know what? Think, like It's always about the next shot. I, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I got to keep shooting, you know, find my rhythm. It'll come to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think uh, probably one of the more incredible things that you guys were alluding to as well was that second half against the heat. I mean, after the terrible first half shooting, he just came out, like you said, like measured character, measured attitude about it and didn't force things. And, you know, it wasn't like he blew it up and like assists or steals or something, but he, I think he had like an assist. He had a steal. He might've had some other, uh, statistical boxes checked there, but he Mm -hmm. was just, I think he ended up, he had like a minus six, I think in the first half or something like that. And he just ended the game with the plus two in the second half. And then, you know, it's just, it's that kind of stuff. And you saw him run into some issues, um, being sometimes the point of attack with the summer league squad that you're just not going to see when next season, when you're playing with Fox and Sabonis. So it's just like so much room to grow there. And it's like, it's a beautiful thing in the making, at least as it appears, appears after three games. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, yeah. No, man. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you were saying, Nadim was that he doesn't need the ball in his hands to be effective. Like he can, you know, shoot off the catch and shoot, even with some movement. Um, you know, still moving, he can still get a shot off. Looks super confident shooting the ball, 
And yeah, I mean, he's now going to be surrounded, you know, when the NBA season starts, he's going to be surrounded by, you know, a great passer and Sabonis, a great passer and Fox. Yeah, you know, it's the summer league and, you know, he's a rookie and we'll see how he shoots in real NBA games. But, you know, he's going to be getting a lot of open looks and just his shooting confidence in these first three games. uh, It's really cool to see. And so I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what he can do once he's surrounded by actual NBA pros. It looks like he can plug him in pretty quickly. I think, I mean, I think Murray will be the starting power forward unless, you know, you somehow get John Collins at this point. But I think he's starting over uh, Lyles and definitely over Metu at this point. I agree there. I do agree there. I'm curious to see where Barnes fits now. I mean, obviously we'll see where, where the, you know, free agency and the traits potentially here, but like, you know, is is because Rashawn, you know, do you play Rashawn and Sabonis at the four and five? That means either Barnes or Murray's coming off the bench. Um, maybe start Murray off the bench in the very beginning. I'm not sure. But, I mean, there has been a lot of rumors still that, like, we're still trying to make a move here. And it's like, I feel like Barnes has always been centered around that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think it's probably not, like you're saying, it's probably not complete because, I mean, if you're starting Holmes, then you're, you basically your only backup center is Alex Len, right? So yeah. you're adding something either way you cut it. But it'd be interesting. I was, I, it's interesting that you brought that up because I was always, I'm kind of under the assumption that, you know, Fox, and then I'm not really 100% sure who'll start at the two, whether it be Monk or Herder. I don't know if you guys have thoughts on that, but Barnes being in the three, I uh, kind of figured that that would just kind of be the thing. But it is interesting just because, you know, there's a good chance 50 50 as James Ham would say that he gets moved this off season, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Who do you like at the two starting at the two, even Davion, man, honestly, I, I think we're going to have to see like just between Kevin Herter and Malik Monk, just battling out some minutes, see what will be the better chemistry with De'Aaron Fox. Um, yeah. I don't. It like, helps honestly, that the been, Monk been, and him played together in college, but Herder yeah, is the more starting. I think he started more games. I mean, Monk is probably more accustomed to coming off the bench than Herder is. I think it'd be fair to say, based on the game start. I honestly stuff. think that we just have to see how it plays out. To be mm-hmm. honest, yeah, it's like I don't know because both have not, not really had that starting roles on their other teams. Maybe Herder was the starter in Atlanta for for a lot of games, but I know Bogdanovich was kind of, you know, mm-hmm. obviously oh, yeah, kind of yeah. took a lot of the shots away here because mm-hmm. um, I, I remember watching Herder in the, in the playoffs here, and I really liked his game. And I kind of lean Herder for the time being just because I think he now has more of a role as far as a, a scorer here. Um, I think Monk's had that opportunity in Charlotte, and he's more of a, I think, a off-the-bench kind of guy here. But we'll see how the, the chemistry between him and Fox from college, too, can may reunite that at the end of the day, I think it's kind of interchangeable here. Um, mm-hmm. I think, especially at the two, unless you're, you know, really a staff, you know, an all-star guard or just a 15, you know, 17 point, point of game guy, these two, until one of them can, you know, can prove that they have the consistency to put 16, 17 on the game, they can kind of be interchangeable, but kind yeah. of lead Herder for the time being, but I want to see who's the better defender too. Exactly. I was going to say defense plays a huge role yeah. in that as well. And yeah. from everything I've seen in, I do believe Kevin Herter is a better defender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Herter, he did start the majority of his games in Atlanta over the four seasons he was there. 
Um, it is interesting though with Fox and Monk having that connection, and you know the Kings trying to build that chemistry right now. Um, but I I would lean for Herder starting at the two. I think he's the better player than Monk, and Monk showed to be a really good guy off the bench last year. But um, we also don't have a backup small forward, and we do have you know like three shooting guards in Herder. Um, Monk and Terrence Davis. Terrence Davis. So do you want, I mean, we don't have a backup small forward. Maybe you start Monk, have Davis back him up at the two, and then have Herter back up Barnes at the three. Barnes at the three? Ooh. That could be interesting. Yeah. That could definitely be interesting. Yeah. So definitely add to the Probably depth. Just depending on matchups at that point. I mean, like, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, Herter point. doesn't have the biggest frame, if I'm not mistaken. I Jason Anderson reported that he did play more small forward than shooting okay. guard last year, which it was oh, a surprise then. to me. I thought he was a shooting guard, but he is six seven, um, mm-hmm. and a good defender. But I mean, I guess I guess he's you know no stranger to playing the three. But yeah. I also think he's a be- I think he's you know the best player to start at the shooting guard role. So do you move him to backup Barnes because Barnes hasn't really had a good backup since he's got here. And he, you know, he really fizzles out halfway through the season. Yeah. Um, or do you just, you know, you want to get Herter his minutes and you just start him at the two. You start your best players. I think Herter fits the bill at this point. I don't know. I don't know how you guys feel or, you know. The NBA is going so small ball, too, that it's like at the end of the day, it's kind of like whoever's got the, the, the hot hand um, and just fits uh, as far as matchups, I think, that's the lineup mm-hmm. that you go here um, because six, seven, six, eight, you know, it's funny, six, seven, you think, Oh, that's a shooting guard. But as soon as you six, eight, it's like, Oh, that's probably a small forward, but it's only <laughs> like a one inch difference here. Um, mm-hmm. So, but then also, I mean, there's still a lot of free agency left over here. Um, you know, we'll see if the Kings make any other final moves before, you know, it's only, I think what we're a couple of days into the free agency here. So yeah. there's still a lot of opportunities to maybe see if there's any fits at the three and the four here. Um, but I would probably, yeah. I mean, I think the, all those guys, Ter- you know, Terrence Davis, Herter, and um, and Monk, they're kind of, you know, interchangeable as far as the two and three here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're just alluding to the the beautiful aspect of like this will just be a beautiful, hopefully, uh, versatile defensive team in terms of switching, and a lot of these guys are like same height kind of interchanging between a wing and more of a guard but you know i just think that there's a nice identity here for like positionless basketball for the most part yeah. and so i i think you're kind of just blurring the lines that maybe if we get too caught in the weeds when it comes to like specific positions that might not even be worth i mean i don't know that, that might not be be something the uh, front office is really considering that uh that, that hard i don't yeah, know the Tim- timberwolves just kind of went all in on bigs mm-hmm. crazy yeah, exactly I'm, I didn't. Know, I'm interested to that. know how that'll work out. That is interesting. But yeah, man, I'm I'm excited to see what Mike Brown has in store for this defense for our team. It's be really exciting to see because last season we didn't do too well defensively. No, I think his his, his ability to tap into because defense is really about effort and buying into it. That's and true. like he's just proven he can do that. And I think that just the energy around this team and you know like just look at Darren Fox, look at his emergence at the end of last season. Like you could tell Seriously. he felt more comfortable yeah. and, and in turn, he put more into, into the defensive defense. end of the floor. Yeah. 
And so I just think you're probably going to see that on a wider scale. And I, I that's going to be great because that you need an above average defense. You need a defense in the top half of the league. If you're going to even be thinking about being a playoff team, playoff you need team, to. Yep. Definitely. You know, I kind of, I kind of forgot how many games Fox missed last year too. Like he only played 59. Yeah. He missed a lot of time with the, he, with I think he had hand. COVID and he had the hand at the end and he had the yeah, ankle in the middle there. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be good to see him hopefully too, getting off to a good start. Um, I know he's working a lot with uh, Mike, Mike Brown's assistant, Luke Lux here in the off season. So much so that I think De'Aaron Fox wants Luke Lux to come on his honeymoon. I think that's what Sam Amick reported. But um, I don't know how serious they are about that. But, um, you know, it'd be interesting. Get some work in. Yeah, um, yeah I'm excited to see how uh, Terrence Davis plays, too, after his hand injury. Definitely. He yeah, I mean, he see, gets lost in the shuffle a lot, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I, like, sometimes I, like, it's kind of messed up to say. I just, like, completely forget he's on the roster just because how much of the season he missed. Yeah. Um, we'll see if he even stays on the team. That's like a huge question. Uh, like, there's like, like you guys said, there's a lot of time still left in free agency. See if they make any changes there, any moves. Well, Tony was big on the getting Tobias Harris, which would, I guess, involve dumping a lot of money. How would how would you guys feel about trading Barnes, Holmes, and Davis for Tobias Harris and, and Thibault? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think Ty Bull, that dude is a stud when it comes to defense. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be, <laughs> and he's young too, so that'd be a great pickup for the team. And um, just then, then like the other thing I was thinking about, if we did do that, if we ship Rashawn Holmes, it's like our only backup would be Alex Lynn and Quaida, right? Mm-hmm. So, I, man, I don't, I don't trust Alex Len that much. Like he's great on defense, but when it comes to like, you know, you get a solid four points out of him there, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, man, that's. It's definitely not a good look going from Sabonis, who's drawing double teams, to Alex Len, who's just to kinda, Alex Len, right? Just so there. <laughs> maybe there's another addition to that, unless we. I don't know, but I honestly, when I saw, I actually did see that um, that mock mock trade and i liked it i'm not gonna lie i thought it was kind of kind of cool i like tobias harris i really do yeah i feel like yeah. the only thing is the fact that tobias harris is making how much money like 30, <laughs> he's gonna be that's making the problem that's 37 his contract and, yeah mm-hmm. 37 and 39 over the next he's got two years but that's kind of that's what i kind of like about it because barnes you get rid of barnes and a lot of people are like you know like Barnes is a glue guy. Barnes is, I really like Barnes and he's, he, you know, deserves his credit for being an integral piece of the team, but he is a free agent after this year. Mm-hmm. Um, is he coming back? I don't know. At least Harris, even though he has a huge contract, at least he's a big name player. He's a good player. And he has those two years left on his contract, just like Sabonis. Sabonis and so you do yeah. have to, yeah, you have to convince Sabonis to stay after these two years. If they're not making the playoffs, then, you know, why would DeMontis want to stay? Um, yeah. And then giving up Tyrese would be pretty much for no reason. Exactly. Yeah. So at least Harris, you know, at least guarantees that you have a solid player at the three or four position over the next two years. And then you get a guy like, you know, Tybal, who's a great defender, maybe not the best shooter and not the best floor spacer. But, you know, you already have those guys in Monk. You have that in uh, Herder. Um I don't know. It's it's definitely be you know a risky move. You'd be eating up all your cap space, but 
you know, the Kings are in win now mode, and that's a kind of a win now trade, in my opinion. I agree. It's a win now move. Not even say the thing about cap space that just Sacramento has never been a free agent destination as of, as of recent. So even if you have that cap space, it's like you know, free agent comes on the market there, and now that you know the collective bargaining agreement, you can't really you can't bid. You can only really offer them a, a max contract depending on what it is. Um, they typically don't sign with Sacramento; they're going to go with other teams. So until we can establish that we have that culture. Um, we're really a cap space is kind of pointless unless you can attract free agents. I mean, who's the last big free agent the Kings have? I, I mean, I can't even remember the last big free agent we signed <laughs> on like a max contract that like shot. I think Rondo honestly was my last one. I was like, well, and that even Rondo was kind of past his prime. I was like, wow, we actually got landed Rajon Rondo. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I couldn't even think of one. Yeah. But yeah, max contract, like multi year. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> It's a long time. But are there any there any moves before the season starts? You know, as you said, free agency just started long uh you know, a long time away before the season starts. Are there any moves you guys want to see? Any signings, any trades? Well looking at some free agents here, um, you know, I, I was intrigued by like the John Collins or like a to, to, you know, a realistic trade. I'm not I think uh, there's a Facebook group um, a part of uh, called Sacramento Kings Kingdom, and like a lot, there's like a lot of posts of like, how are we going to get Kevin Durant? How are we going to <laughs> like you know all these players here? And I'm like, uh, you got to temp, we got to temper, um, you know our uh, expectations here. But you know, looking at some free agents, just kind of off the back here, it's really just you know guys that can just give you at this point. I think we've there's no free agents that are going to be starter quality at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, who's going to provide depth here that, um, um, what do you guys think about Sasha Vazenkov, man? Like that'd be really cool to sign him up like a cheap contract and the dude can shoot. The dude can shoot. I like this guy. Yeah. We'll have to see what they, what, what kind of call McNair, you know, has on that, but yeah. I, he definitely has the potential to be like, uh, Neymanya Bilicia. Uh, I can't yeah. ever say the name, Mimi, but uh, yeah. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's why I always, you got to stick to nicknames, right? But, um, you know, you'd be getting a lot, a lot of help there. And I mean, I think he might, he has the potential to maybe be more reliable than like Metu is being like a stretch four, I guess. Yeah. Um, but it's really hard to say at this point from the outside. You know, and it's like a realistic. Now he's already signed, but like a type of player that I was like, I would like be like really excited about would be like a Nick Batum, something realistic that the Kings potentially could get. Yeah, now he's, yeah, was, he's already signed, but like I was yeah, high on Batum. Yeah, Batum would have been nice. You know, again, you know, good locker room guy, good defender, knows his role. Like I'm just gonna be shooting threes at a high clip, but yeah, I was high on Batum too. Like he would he would have fit in really nicely. Montrez Harrell's a free agent. <laughs> we were about Dang. to get him a couple years ago. Yeah, <laughs> a year yeah, ago was that buddy trade. He still isn't. Isn't he in a little legal trouble right now? Maybe he is. I don't know Miles Bridges is. I think I think Harrell. I think he's um, or Harrell. I think it's like marijuana or something in one of those uh, non-marijuana states. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it's a big deal or what, but I think that's the last I've heard of him. But it's kind of interesting that he's oh, still yeah. a free agent, which makes me think maybe it's bigger. I don't know. It's kind of interesting because, I mean, he won, what, six man of the year two, three years yeah. ago? Yeah. 
I don't, how did he do on Washington last year? I don't even, I mean, he was in Washington, so he was kind of out of the media. Yeah, he did. I think, well, he, I mean, he got traded to the, he, he got traded to the Hornets. So he ended the year with the Hornets, but, you know, 14 points, six boards, solid, you know, again, solid, solid uh, uh, stats there, shot 64%. I mean, played well, but, you know, still ended up getting traded here on, you know, two, well, I guess Charlotte made the play in game, but you know, two teams that didn't really do a whole lot or weren't, weren't getting a lot of media attention. Right. And I think it's important too talking about Harold's, you know, like one of the things that Tony and I liked about potentially, you know, uh, at the beginning of the off season with the potential idea of having Dante DiVincenzo coming off the bench for this team next year, we like the idea of him being like, he comes in and he, he's kind of like an energy guy. Yeah, and Harold, exactly. Harold's that guy. And, you know, if you're talking about a situation where maybe Holmes is starting or he's, you know, not on the team, he's not coming off the Kings bench and he can't be that guy, Harold could be uh, very helpful in terms of, you know, getting guys and uh, fans to be just like you guys after that first summer league game. <laughs> <laughs> That's the goal right there. I'm really yeah. curious, like, you know, and obviously like a lot of these these viral videos, whatever it might be, they come and go and at the time they get media, but I'm really curious to see what, how Sacramento react like in the beginning of the season, like if this 40 wins thing or, you know, our video kind of remains just a little bit of like, just the mindset. Like, yeah. yeah. Just the goal. Like, Hey, let's just get something going here. Can we get some positive, uh, you know, progress towards, um, you know, some kind of potential playoff contender in the future. Like that's all we really want. That's it, right. man. That's the yeah. goal. <laughs> I hope so. I hope it stays around. I mean, I kind of like what you said. It, I mean, it was calculated. It's, not, it's like you could have gone out there and been like, yeah, we're winning 60 this year, you know, something like that. But, you know, yeah. that's not realistic. I mean, 40, it's, it's it's a good benchmark for us, for the Kings who haven't won 40 games, you know, since 2006. Exactly. So, that's I mean, I plus games. That's 10 more wins. That's yeah. 10 more wins. That's yeah, huge. It, it, it is huge. <laughs> and so, I mean, I know, I, I hope that it's kind of like our motto going through the season, 40 wins, you know, I mean, I hope we can get as many as we can, but I'm definitely, you know, be happy and into the season with 40. Um, so, I mean, we'll see how it, how it stays. I mean, I really hope it does. And the West is, I mean, it's still, it's still really good because we forget like Clippers are getting, Clippers Wyatt and Kawhi back, yeah. George back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I know you're not going to like to hear this, but I mean, Lakers, healthy Lakers are still no, you know, they're not, they're not even close to the height of what they were. But yeah. like, I'm still never discounting LeBron and the healthy. Well, healthy Anthony Davis is, is used too much now because it's just never healthy. <laughs> um, and you know, Jamal Murray's coming back for Denver. Um, like the West win again, those guys, those teams, maybe the Lakers are going to be towards the top. I'm looking more towards the bottom here. And if you think about it, we got to be better than four teams. So I think we're better than, I think there's a, we're better than San Antonio. Now that Murray's DeJounte Murray's gone and they're kind of looking to rebuild by all accounts. We should be better than Houston. I think there's a lot to be excited for with Oklahoma city, but we have more proven players. And I think we're yep. better than you. I think Utah, depending on what they do with Donovan Mitchell, which they look mm-hmm. like they're tanking. That's a good point. Like we're be- I would say we're better than those four teams. Like I, I would be confident that I think there's a good chance based on what they're doing, unless a lot of their young players take the next step, take a surprising, you know, John Morant next step there. 
And then, you know, we, I think Portland's actually a team we can be compared to. Now, Dame Lillard's the best player by far, but if you look down their roster, all they have is um, Jer- Jeremiah Grant and some young players. Uh, Simmons, Simmons. Simons, yeah. yeah. So we could arguably be better than Portland. We could, I think that's reasonable. So then that's a ninth seed. That's a playing game right there. That's a playing game, man. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I, I think we'll be just as better as the Lakers. I'm going to put it out there. (laughs) Put it in writing right there. (laughs) Sometimes that'd be the only, sometimes it's, that would be enough. You know, that would be sufficient for a lot of fans. I think (laughs) just being better than the Lakers, but, um, yeah, you know, uh, I don't know if uh, you guys have any plans of uh, in a couple of days, summer league's gonna pick up in Vegas. If any of you guys are headed there, I really want to go. I'm not gonna lie; it just happens to be that I have a whole week of vacation lined up through all next week, so I would be available. Same I just here. gotta convince my girlfriend <laughs> to go. <laughs> Your girlfriend, the Lakers fan. Yeah, I know, yeah. man. Ah. But you know what? She did not miss a single Kings basketball game with me, so I do appreciate. It. She knows like just as much about the Kings as I do. She's very educated, and her favorite player is Davion Mitchell, just because of his defense. She says it gets slept on, so it's very cool go. about that. Yeah, I, oh, yeah. I, I'm in the same boat, Nadim. I'm uh, on vacation starting Friday, and then I got the following uh, weekend. I'm in a wedding, so oh, with my buddies. So yeah, summer league's not going to happen. But John, the Keegan, the, the Keegan Murray, internet's calling him Walmart, Costco, Logan Paul. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's been. He's going to be. He's going to be in Vegas, and again. If it weren't for his energy and weren't for him, none of this would have happened because I'm I totally I'm, agree. I'm typically more reserved, if anything, especially public like that. But he's got a way of just bringing the energy, feed off that. And I'm really, he's, he told me he's bringing his Keegan Murray, homemade Keegan. So I'm, and this is going to be on ESPN. We'll see, we'll see what happens there. <laughs> <laughs> He'll get some airtime. I'm, I he has so. to. That jersey's yeah. too awesome. It's perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think that'll be hanging in the rafters one day. But um, I'm definitely yeah. going to the home opener in my and he. I'm de- we're we're going to the home opener for sure. And we're yeah, wearing I'm that gonna same try thing. to make that too. <laughs> try to make that. Hey, you never know, Sean. Yeah, Mike, I might meet up with you, man. That'll be really cool. Hey, you know what? Home openers are the best because get you know depending when they are, we're, we're you know we're 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 undefeated. You know, potentially in the hope of Let's home go. opener. <laughs> we got the best record in the NBA. I said uh, I was actually at the the game they played the Pel- the Pelicans where COVID first hit, and you know the game didn't happen. And I was like, wait a minute, if you think about it, the NBA champions are whoever whoever uh, the last whatever the last game is at. And technically, the Kings didn't lose that last <laughs> game, so the NBA season ended. In essence, are we NBA champions right there? So that's that's the kind of mindset I have. It's like. <laughs> You see the little things right there and kind of just troll and see what people say. And uh, I guess I have now a bigger audience to troll people. And that's, uh, that's, that's really fun. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. The, people definitely take things a little too seriously. So that's definitely warranted. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, do people really think I'm like thinking we're going to be, we're, we're uh, that the summer league is indicative of, of the actual season, but you know what? I don't care. Let's just, let's just roll with it. Yeah. It's ridiculous how, you know, just people don't put any thought into 
what's behind this 15 second clip that's out of context like i guess every every kind of everybody looks like a jackass in that situation you know so it's just like people give a give them a break i think it was cool i think it was awesome hey, much love, man appreciate yeah. that yeah, yeah love, man. you know i i got a lot of positive feedback from it Same. like so carmichael dave gave you some love did you did he is that happening you know uh he dm'd me you know he actually dm'd me saying dude that was rad and he was pretty much saying like would love to meet up at a game uh keep kicking ass go kings literally <laughs> what he said so that's pretty cool yeah, he showed me some love on twitter um scott mowick the king's announcer the mm-hmm. announcer who uh you know kind of the voice of the kings i mean he's been there for i don't know how long here for almost like i want to say almost like 20 years that's or so cool yeah he uh he he I, I uh, try to take advantage of the situation and be like, hey, King's going to get some tickets here. And uh, he, um, I know, man. He, oh, he, I was trying he, to. <laughs> he tweeted at me and said, like, absolutely. Um, so, hey, I don't know. Nothing's really announcing <laughs> it. I don't, I don't, I don't expect anything. Um, but, like, that would be cool. I mean, for sure, to go to a King's game. It's always a good time. Like, win or lose, uh, Golden One is beautiful arena. Beautiful, um, man. I love it. Know, um, I still, it, it's funny. Obviously, Arco was just not anywhere close to up to date to the other NBA arenas, but I still love that arena. Like I grew mm-hmm. up going to to games for I all um, for as long as I can remember. Um, I think, and I'll, I'll ask everyone here, like the player who's the player that got you into the NBA and the Kings. Mine, my favorite player of all time, still is Peja. Like Peja Stojakovic is still my favorite player of all time. Yeah, white chocolate man. <laughs> Say white chocolate. <laughs> Um, my, um, I mean, it definitely was like, you know, like everyone on those glory days teams, like, um, you know, Weber and Peja and Bibby. I mean, those are my three favorites for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm going to embarrass myself a little, but, um, I kind of, you know, I kind of fell off, you know, like being a big fan of the Kings as a good, you know, teenager or, you know. Uh, in high school and stuff, and that's when they sucked really bad. And I was like, yeah. like it's hard to get into them and stuff. And the Kings drafted Jimmer for debt, and oh I, I, was, I loved Jimmer in college. Jimmer. Like, the Kings yeah. got Jimmer, I'm like no way. And so and I really, you know, ever since then I was just really got back into them, and you know they haven't got any better. But um, I kind of like revitalized my love for the Kings. That is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah, Tony has a he follows Jimmy for career, you know, it's, it's really, it's really nice. It's nice to see that kind of dedication for a player, but, <laughs> um, it's kind of just a cheat answer. Just kind of like in hindsight, I just feel like I didn't really watch him because I feel like I was a little younger, but, uh, Jason Williams was just like, I feel like he so made awesome. the Kings cool. So, so, cool. so the hell, cool. what, what more do you need to know? Exactly. <laughs> but, but yeah, man, his passing, just the way he played, man, his elbow pass, like, Man, I, I I personally play like a lot of basketball myself, and man, I try to do those flashy passes too, and it just makes the game fun. He made yeah. the game fun. Yeah, he's still to this day. I mean, like if you got if any any like jersey collectors, like I try to, I like to collect like throwback jerseys um, when I, you know, when I when I can. Uh, Jason Williams is like one of the top jerseys that sells. Um, you know, to yeah. this day, like people really respect and love his game. Brought just flair to the NBA at that time here. And um, yeah, he was, uh, he was like, he's an iconic, just, 
just iconic Kings player, but one of the more iconic NBA players that made the game fun. Definitely. And one of the yeah. most fun eras of basketball, oh, too, or the yeah. tail end of it, or kind of, the, you know. But, yeah, you know, that uh, it's cool to see you guys uh, just bursting with enthusiasm, but calculated enthusiasm. <laughs> oh, and, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, you guys are talking about getting free tickets or whatever. I, hell, I think they should hire you. I think the Kings should hire you guys. Hey, that would be so cool. Yeah. Be so cool. Should be at every home game. Oh, I'm yeah. not going to lie to you. Um, I've been actually, like, contemplating moving up to SAC, like, near Elk Grove area just to be able to catch each game next season. I've been really contemplating it. Oh, nice. I'm in That'd Roseville. That would be awesome. Season tickets. Are you guys all pretty local to SAC? You said Roseville? Yeah, I'm in I'm in Roseville, so 15, 20 minute drive to games, so pretty That's cool. pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm in Rancho Cordova, oh, okay. so just okay. on the outskirts. Yeah, just on the outskirts. Okay. Yeah, I live I I, I kind of live in different areas, but I, I live in the the Bay Area mostly. Okay, what part? Uh, just south of San Francisco, a little town called Pacifica. Okay, uh, oh, I went to. Uh, uh, Skyline College. Oh, right on. Yeah, I love Skyline. Yeah, so I, I went to the Taco Bell on the beach. Yep, that's 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 what we're known for, baby. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool, man. Yeah, very familiar with that area. Oh yeah. yeah. No home well, opener for sure. Like that, you know, we can all maybe meet up there and. Um, yeah, you know, no, that'd be awesome. I'd that'd love be to sweet, you guys. Kind of game. I, I, hey, I, I typically just. You guys do. I typically just buy the the nosebleeds and then just stand around because that's I love how Golden One's built. Where it feels so open, you can just kind of stand at the that midsection right there, and they don't they allow it and stuff like that. So that's why I typically oh, I lounge here yeah. Nevada yeah. lounge. Yeah, uh, that or like the the first or the lower level. Like there's you can kind of sit or you can kind of just stand on behind like all the seats and all that. Oh yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't mind standing at all, so that's where I typically do go with the Kings games for sure. Hmm. Yeah, I'm all about the nosebleeds, too. And just, you know, yeah, like you said, either going down at the lower level or doing a Sierra Nevada lounge and drinking some beer. And but yeah. you have to get, like, a good spot. <laughs> it kind of fills up fast. But, yeah, we yeah, should all definitely yeah. meet up. It would be awesome. Yeah, that would be here. so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got we to gotta keep the keep this the hype train going here and just have <laughs> this. Whatever happens in the season here, it's like, we're on phase because I'll say this. I don't, and I'll, I'll bet this hasn't happened, but like, let's say we have a really bad season, then we can maybe get that Victor Webin, whatever his last name is. Oh, from the French guy. Here. The French guy that a lot of teams are taking for. So there's always both sides to that here. So I've always, you know, the draft lottery <laughs> the past 16 years has been my favorite day as a Kings fan here. Hope, hope <laughs> that we get that number one pick. So, um, you know, it's like, you know, there, there's always positives to everything. Here, but i do expect an improvement yep. this season at the very least right on yeah. hey monty's going all in man monty's monty, going all in monty we trust and monty, yeah we and trust. Here we trust man i trust that dude i mean he's he hasn't really he's do, yeah, yeah he's done so awesome man yeah he hasn't missed on a on a draft pick yet and you know even i think one thing we forgot to talk about man is keon ellis man i think that was a great addition to the team his defense is awesome when i was watching him like it was just nonstop. Like it just reminded me of Davion Mitchell 2.0. Like I feel like he's going to bring a lot of energy to the team as well. It's interesting yeah, with summer league players, but yeah, it's like I feel like Keon, like in like compared to like Kada, 
like I still feel like Kato's really raw. I feel like he doesn't have a great feel for the game. I feel like I there's I feel like there's a lot if that's gonna happen, that's gonna take a little more time. Like two to three more years. If, yeah. Opinion. If yeah. at all. Not to be you know, Debbie Downer. But you know, I think Keon Ellis, you know, is one of those guys that along with Murray kinda actually ha- he kinda looks like a pro. He does. And yeah, and yeah. he has the skills embedded in him that you can just build off of and really make an impact in a rotation. So I think he's a guy to keep an eye on for sure. Is there anything you guys are looking forward to the most out of this next season? I, I think I think I'm just looking at that defense, so I'm really interested in how that defense does. Um, I'm looking forward to you know Sabonis and Fox for a full year. I mean, can Sabonis? You know, Sabonis is already a two-time All Star, and you know, it'd be fun as you know make another all-star appearance on the Kings and maybe, you know, Fox does the same. If Fox plays all year, you know, like he did at the end of the season, like he does at the end of every season, I think he's an all-star too. And this team's, you know, they're going to make that 40 win margin. So I'm excited to see them for a full year. Yeah. I do think Darren Fox can be an all-star next season. I do believe it. He has, he has all the talent to do it. Sean, are you looking forward to anything? No, I'm just looking forward to, I mean, really, Keegan Murray. I mean, he's been, you know, one of our highest picks we've had. I mean, I guess since Bagley here, but, like, I'm really excited to see how his game develops here. I'm really excited to see how, you know, Fox and Mitchell, can can they take that next step here? Um, Really just seeing development and just seeing improvement here because it's been been a while. I think we've had a team built, built with depth and fit that I think is going to fit. Um, so I'm just I'm just really curious to see if we can just finally establish a culture of um, just smart smart basketball. I think smart. I think um, I've always made the the joke that the I, the Kings be up by 15 and I'd like do chores or go to the bathroom real quick and I'd come back and be down 10. I'm like, how did this happen? Like, um, so I'm really excited to see development overall. But mainly, if I had to like pick three players. Um, it's probably obviously Murray's going to be the number one and then see how Fox and Mitchell can, can they take that next step? Because it's yeah. really, you know, the, the, the home, the, the, um, homegrown teams, the, the built, not bought, it's really just developing, being patient and seeing if players can take that next step. So I think that's what I'm excited about. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Lots to look forward to. Lots yeah. to look what, forward to. What about you, Nadim? Man, I, I think I, I'm on the same boat as you guys. I just can't wait to see how the chemistry of all these players pan out. And, you know, I'm honestly, like, not necessarily coming to the season, but I want to see, does Monty make another big move? Like, I'm really looking forward to seeing that. Um, But I can't wait to see Davion Mitchell. I love that guy. I think defense gets so doesn't get the recognition that it should. Um, I want to see Darren Fox make that jump too and just become an all-star man. And I want to see the Fox and the Ox, man. I want to see that chemistry. Man, there's just too much to look forward to. I'm just really excited. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, a lot of anticipation this year. A lot to look forward to. It's going to be exciting. I can't wait till the season starts, but, you know, I can't wait and, uh, and see what they do in, until then, you know. A lot of, you know, free agency just started, like you guys mentioned. And, you know, maybe we'll see another trade or two. And, you know, Summer League um, in the next couple of weeks. So it's going to be a fun yeah. ride to the season. And 
It's going to be an exciting season. Defending champs. Defending champs. Defending champs. Let's go. Dynasty. That's right. Also looking forward to seeing some Monk and Fox lobs, man. I think that's going to be really exciting. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I want to see that live. Yeah, I want to see that live. That's going to be so cool. That'll be fun. It's good chemistry right there. You you know they're going to have some fun ones this year. Yeah. Honestly, besides Kings Blake, just from the fan base in the city of Sacramento, like sometimes, you know, again, I'm not like on social media a whole lot or like, um, you know, didn't realize like how many Kings fans really just appreciate like our team. And, you know, a couple of years, like I remember, I thought the Kings were gone. I thought they were moving to Seattle or Anaheim. Like, I'm just happy to have a team still. Like that, that means a lot. Um, so just, you know, I'm excited for this season to kind of see like, oh my, you know, that our video may have just brought out a lot of like, oh, we still are a really passionate fan base. And we do have, we do, um, you know, show, you know, social media or, Bleacher Report that hey we want to win here we, we we believe in the team but just know it's been a very very long road to to um, have you know for really being excited about anything because we just made so many bad moves and bad decisions so many turnover it's like oh gosh <laughs> you only take so much after a while but you know what just look the other way and just gotta believe that's all you gotta do yeah as I think one blogger that writes about the Pistons said about you guys I think everybody could learn a few things from you guys so yeah. credit to hey, you that's cool yeah. that's really cool yeah but uh it was a pleasure having you guys on and uh looking forward to your enthusiasm you know infecting uh the Golden One Center this season um and I hope you get a job with the with the Kings <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome man you know yeah, I don't think it holds any weight but I'd like I'd write a letter of recommendation you know <laughs> thank you guys yeah, hey, yeah that'd be really it. cool and I'll look forward to actually meeting you guys at one of these yeah. games. Right yeah, on. it'd be awesome. It's awesome having you guys on. Really appreciate it. Thank you guys. I'll end with this real quick. That I can't. It was always a dream for me to be in a Kings jersey in front of uh, you know ESPN or or whatever <laughs> posted in front of people. Uh, I did not intend this was the way that it was going to happen, but. Hey, I guess I made it somehow. <laughs> but uh, Tony, John, thank you guys so much for having us. It was really, it was really fun. And you know what? We'll, we'll definitely link up when the Kings play. Right on. Yeah. Hey, Tony and John, once again, man, thank you guys. Thanks for having us on and letting people hear our story of how yeah. things just went down. And Sean, man, it was good talking to you once yeah. again, man. You know, we didn't talk to each other in person after that, but I love your energy. Yeah. And I love John's energy, man. I hope you send this good regards out to him saying oh, that sure. he is the man <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll uh, we'll definitely link up the home op- or some teams games here for sure right on all right well thanks for joining us and thanks for y'all i mean thanks for you know for listening so until next time have a good one hey let's yeah, get that too. 40 wins, <laughs> 40 40 wins. <laughs> thanks guys oh.